Good morning. Just a reminder, following our second service today, we will be having a a voters meeting with a a light lunch provided. So if you're able to come back, please feel free to do so. It would be greatly appreciated. The Old Testament reading for this, the ninth Sunday after Pentecost, is from the seventh chapter of Deuteronomy. You are a people holy to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you to be a people for his treasured possession out of all the peoples who are on the face of the earth. It was not because you were more in number than any other people that the Lord set his love on you and chose you, for you were the fewest of all peoples. But it is because the Lord loves you and is keeping the oath that he swore to your fathers that the Lord has brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the house of slavery, from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Know therefore that the Lord your God is God, the faithful God, who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. This is the word of the Lord. Our epistle reading is from the 8th chapter of Romans. We know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. In order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified... He also glorified. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn Christ Jesus is the one who died, more than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 13th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and covered up. Then in his joy he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant, in search of fine pearls, 
The one finding one pearl of great value went and sold all that he had and bought it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was thrown into the sea and gathered fish of every kind. When it was full, men drew it ashore and sat down and sorted the good into containers but threw away the bad. So it will be at the close of the age. The angels will come out and separate the evil from the righteous and throw them into the fiery furnace. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Have you understood all these things? And they said to him, Yes. And he said to them, Therefore, every scribe who has been trained for the kingdom of heaven is like a master of a house who brings out of his treasure what is new and what is old. This is the gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace to all of you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. After you wake up in the morning, at some point, you're going to look in a mirror. Depending on how you slept, you may not like what you see. Our hair might be a mess. Men may need to shave. Women may want to put some makeup on. We don't look like some great treasure first thing in the morning. And then we get dressed. Men shave. Women do their hair. Look back in the mirror and we feel better about ourselves. We look better. Might even feel better like we're a treasure especially on a good hair day. But sometimes when we look at ourselves, we may not always like what we see. If you were to look in a mirror, what would you see? And I don't mean on the outside. Inside. Who we are. What we do. As Christians, we may not always like what we see in ourselves. I think Christians can be notorious for being hard on themselves. For example, we Christians know what God wants to see in our lives. And we do want to follow Christ. We want to live lives that please God. I don't know of any Christians who wake up in the morning and say, okay, let's see how many commandments I can break today. No, as Christians, we really do want to live lives that are pleasing to God. We want to see that in ourselves. That may be our desire. But on a daily basis, are you always living a life pleasing to God? On a daily basis, do you see yourself loving God and neighbor more than anything else that day? On a daily basis, do you see yourself always making God proud that he chose you to be his child through baptism? Or are there a lot of days when you see something else, something you may not like? A lot of Christians feel like they've been failures to Christ. I know a lot of Christians who don't see themselves as a shiny, successful Christian. A lot of Christians see themselves as people who are trying to live faithful lives with all their strength. But they often fail in ways that are very embarrassing to them. 
Only God fully knows all of our failures. Only God truly knows the sins we've done. And only God knows the sins we've thought. He's the only one who sees it all. Let's be honest. We don't always like what we see in ourselves. We may not like how we've turned out in life. We may wish we were better Christians than we are. That might be what we see when we take a deep look at ourselves. But that is not what God sees. That is not what Jesus sees in you. Today in our gospel reading, Jesus told a story and he said this. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and covered up. Then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. That's such a wonderful story Jesus told. Because that story has so much to do about you. In that short story, Jesus is that man. Jesus is that man who found this treasure that was just buried in dirt. Jesus is the man who found a treasure that may have even been forgotten over time. Jesus is the man in that story and the treasure. Do you know who that treasure is? It's you. You are the treasure Jesus found. I know you may not always feel like you are a treasure. When you wake up in the morning and look in the mirror, you may not always look at yourself as some precious thing. In fact, we each know so much about ourselves. The sins we've thought, the sins we've done, that very rarely do we think of ourselves as a great treasure. But Jesus does think of you that way. Even though in this life we fight against disease and don't feel like a great treasure, even though in this life we fight against our own sinful natures and don't always feel like a great successful treasure, and even though a day will come when death will break us down to nothing, and we certainly won't feel like some great treasure on that day, even though we wrestle against all of that, nothing, Absolutely nothing can steal you away from Christ. And that is because you are too precious to him for him to just let you go. You are God's greatest treasure. This is why St. Paul said today these words. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? For I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in all of creation will ever be able to separate us 
from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. St. Paul is right. Nothing can separate you from the love God has shown you in Jesus. Nothing can separate you. Nothing can and nothing ever will because you are a treasure to God. You are a long lost treasure God has found and sent Jesus Christ to get you. In our story Jesus told today, it said that when this man, Jesus, found this hidden treasure, that he went and sold all that he had to buy the field and make the treasure his own. Do you realize what Jesus has done to make you his own? Do you remember all that Jesus went through so he could make you his treasure that belongs all to him and belongs to no one else? I know it's summer, but I'd like you to think about Christmas for a second. On Christmas, Jesus laid aside his heavenly glory and left everything so he could become incarnate, born of a virgin in human flesh. Jesus laid aside heaven itself so that he could be born in a barn, a stable where animals ate and slept. Like the man in the parable, Jesus literally gave up everything he had, gave up all his glory in heaven to be born in the flesh so he could make you his greatest treasure. But his incarnation was just the beginning. When Jesus was crucified, do you remember what the Roman guards did with Jesus' undergarment? They cast lots for it. They rolled dice to see who would take it. When Jesus went to the cross, he literally gave up the clothes on his very back, all for you. He sold everything he had. But Jesus gave up even more for you than just his clothes. The last thing Jesus owned in all the world, the last thing we all own, is our life. Jesus still had his life on the cross. He could still breathe. His heart could still beat. You see, on the cross, Jesus still possessed one thing, his life. But Jesus wanted you more than anything. He wanted you even more than he wanted his own life. Jesus wanted to possess you, to make you his own. And it would cost him everything to have that. It would even cost his life. Our gospel story today said that man, when finding this treasure buried in a field, sold everything he had to possess that field and to own that treasure. And that's what Jesus did. He sold everything he had to save you, to have you. even sold his life for you. You really are the greatest treasure God possesses.
physically, when we become weak, when disease hits, when death comes, remember, you have not been buried in a field just to rot and to be forgotten. Jesus gave up his life for you. He gave up his life to make you his own. You are that precious to him. And he will not leave you in the grave, not forever. And spiritually, when we feel like we've failed, like we've lost the fight, that we're not that great of a treasure, remember what Jesus went through for you to free you. You are so precious to him. He gave up everything for you. He hasn't forgotten about you with what you go through in this life. He gave up his own life to make you his own, to make you clean, to forgive you, and to resurrect you and to give you a new spirit, which you have right now. During any trials you go through in this life, remember You have not been forgotten by God. He could never forget about you. You're too precious to him. Jesus loves you so much. He gave up everything for you. And because of that, we can endure anything in this world. Because this world and this life will not be the end of us, will they? You're too precious to Jesus for him to ever forget about you. Jesus has made you his greatest treasure in all of creation because he died on the cross for you and he rose from the dead for you. You are precious to God and you always will be no matter what. Amen. And now may the peace of our God, which surpasses our understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.